a Brock Davis and Can't Get Close Enough to You, taken from his latest album A Song Waiting to be Sung, you are tuned into the Whiskey and Cigarettes show in the company of your Cabacus Nova, Romy the Rodeo and the Italian Dijonek. I'm up people, it's truly an honour and a pleasure to welcome the show today, Mr. Brock Davis. Hey Brock, how are you today? I'm great, Nick. Thanks so much for having me. Pleasure to be here. Oh, the pleasure is certainly ours, Brock. Believe you me, definitely been looking forward to talking to you. And we just heard this uh, great song of yours, Can't Get Close Enough to You, taken, as I was saying, from your latest album. Now, when it comes to the origins of this song, how did it come about? Well, I have to confess uh, that's a somewhat autobiographical song. Many of the songs are autobiographical. Um, I wrote that song in Nashville, Tennessee. And in Nashville in the summertime, uh, they get these big uh, um, thunderstorms. Uh, it's very humid. 
And uh, so the opening of the song, where the fan is spinning and it's very humid, you can hear the wind in the trees. Uh, that was 100% from uh, an evening in Nashville. And um, the title of the song came from something my girlfriend said to me. She said, you know, we, uh, she said, I just can't get close enough to you. I thought, oh, I better write that down. <laughs> <laughs> you know, many song titles come from conversations, like at least the ones that uh, um, sort of seem... Uh, there's nuggets there in the conversation, so I wrote that down. And and really, yes, the, the song is about our relationship. It's a very passionate relationship. Um, yeah, just put it into music. And it's definitely a fantastic, fantastic one indeed. And, you know, when it actually comes to this latest album of yours, A Song Waiting to be Sung, what are people getting from this latest offering of yours? Uh, well, there's... Uh, a mixture of, I say all the songs sort of fall into the, the category of Americana in that there's some folk, there's some rootsy rock type of stuff, and there's some country, and I think that all is encapsulated by Americana. So the song we just listened to, uh, um, Can't Get Close Enough to You, is very much a roots rock song. Um, it's got, uh, you know, some gospel vocals on there. I worked with some great gospel vocalists, uh, and so that you'll see that on some of the tracks. Uh, on some of the other tracks, it's very intimate, uh, a little bit more folky. And then we've got some straight-up country tracks as well. And it's definitely a, a great, great album for sure, and a very versatile indeed. And, uh, you know, I know that you are a Vancouver native and are now living in California, I believe. So I'm curious yeah. here, what brought you to leave Canada in favor of California? <laughs> <laughs> well, um same thing as many people, I think. Uh, so, um, Vancouver uh, is on the west coast of the Pacific Ocean, and it's a very, very rainy place. It's uh, even more rainy than cities like London or uh, Amsterdam. Uh, it's just a very rainy place. And um, I'm not a rain person. <laughs> <laughs> I'm more a desert person. And so, you know, uh, I, I, get, I just... Uh, what many things happen, you know, um, as I got a little older, my parents passed, and so there was nothing keeping me there. And I thought, um, you know, before it gets too late, let's have an adventure. So that's what brought me down to California. And Santa Cruz is a very interesting place. It's the birthplace of the, of the counterculture. Mm -hmm. uh, Neil Young lived there and wrote his song, Long May You Run, about the sort you know, the waves in California and Santa Cruz. Um, uh, um, there's a lot of guitar makers here. There's a lot of um, working people. There's some high-tech people. It's, it's, it's my type of talent. Hmm. Uh, really enjoyed it here. Well, I certainly can't blame you. I mean, I have to admit, I have visited Vancouver recently, so I don't know if I got lucky that particular time, because when I was there, we had beautiful, beautiful sunny weather, and so uh, maybe I just got lucky yeah. seeing the way you were describing no, no. it to me. <laughs> well, what is what is like? Nice. There's no better place in the, in the world, but uh, um, it's not sunny that often. <laughs> mm. Okay. Well, then I, then I guess then I guess I, I I definitely got lucky that particular time. But uh, from a, from a musical perspective, I mean, you know, now that obviously you, it, the scenes are rather different, I think one could say, you know, the Canadian and the American scene. Do you find that you are thriving more? within the, the American scene compared to the Canadian one? Was that, did also musical choices in any way influence the reason for you moving to? Well, um, actually what's been a bigger influence, uh, Nick, is the time I spent in Nashville. So now I sort of divide my time between Santa Cruz and Nashville. Mm -hmm. And Nashville, um, you know, it is Music City. It's always been Music City, but more than ever, uh, 
best musicians in the world are, uh, the best acoustic musicians, and I make acoustic music. Um, so, for example, I worked with a fiddle player who was a fiddle, he was a fiddle player in the Grand Old Opry. He's, he's from Ireland. Mm. Where did he come? Nashville. And that's, that's what it's like. Nashville is like the Mecca. And so um, working there has definitely influenced me uh, a lot, but working with these kind of fabulous musicians. And also it's, it's pushed me more country. Um, you know, you hear this pedal steel and things like that on the record. Uh, it makes it sound a little more country for sure. Mm. Oh, no. And, and, and um, yeah, yeah, no, that's, yeah. Go ahead, go ahead. I don't want to say about that. <laughs> That was good. Okay. Well, no, because I, you know, as I was just wondering, because I do know that also the, in Canada, there's quite the, the budding country music scene of, you know, current artists. I think of folks like Gord Bamford, for example, who I know is doing very well also over here in Europe and folks like that. And yeah. of course, even prior, you know, there were tons of, of great, just purely country music artists. And obviously I think of folks like Terry Clark or Shania Twain or folks of this nature, or even going further back to people like Anne Murray. Um, so, Absolutely. Gordon Lightfoot. Exactly, Gordon Lightfoot. So, uh, so I mean, are, are you still able to kind of keep an ear to the ground when it comes to the, Can- the, the Canadian scene at all, or uh, or is just that that is just not under your your purview or your radar at this point? Um, well, I don't think currently that what's currently happening in Canada is is much of an influence on me. But I will say that you know, growing up in Canada. Um, <laughs> Canada has a long history of singer-songwriters. Mm-hmm. So we mentioned Gordon Lightfoot, we got Joni Mitchell, Neil Young, um, uh, Bruce Coburn, and on and on. And um, and so you hear a lot of that on the radio growing up as a kid, and, and I think uh, that real gravitating towards that singer-songwriter, personal introspective, is something that's been a huge influence on me, and that'll never go away. Mm. Totally, and it's a beautiful, beautiful country indeed. It's a, it's a country that's very near and dear to my heart. And uh, um, you, I, I know you're very you're obviously engrossed and passionate about music 360 degrees. And if you could give music a face, what would it look like? <laughs> Nick, that's a stumper. <laughs> uh, well, music, I know the expression on the face. Uh, the expression would be um, happy. There would be happy tears. Uh, there would be excitement. Um, because uh, to me, music is about triggering emotions. And so I can just see that face having all sorts of uh, different emotions. Uh, and just because there's something about music that just connects even. You take the words, you combine them with the music, and it just goes someplace deep into you inside and just triggers something. And um, so that's what I would say. The face would have many emotions. Mm. I love that. I guess it's like one of those uh, the multiple smileys we get these days, or emojis. I guess as the, the as the kids right. call them. I suppose that would right. be the various faces of music. And. Uh, and in your mind, you know, when it comes to your personal tastes, and I know this is a very loaded and difficult question, you being a musician, but what in your mind is the best song ever written? Well, I have an answer to that. Uh, my, I don't know if it's the best, but it's certainly my favorite, and it's the one that speaks most to me. Everyone has their own thing that they want out of music, but the, the song that speaks most to me is called The River, as by Bruce Springsteen. And... Um, that song is just so, uh, um, he wrote that song at about the age of 30 or maybe in 28. It's amazing, amazingly deep and powerful song for a man at that age to write. And it's just so real and um, just the melody is so beautiful and the, the lyrics are so evocative. And 
I saw him recently on one of the late night shows, uh, um, and they, of the, all the songs he's written across all his career, he picked a river to sing, and I think that that says something. I think mean, he realizes that's one of his most special songs as well. So it's a sad song, but it's such a real song. Well, you know what? Some, sometimes it is the sad songs that hit us the hardest. I think so. Uh, I guess that's kind of the yeah. kind of our, our situation. I mean, I'm a I'm a sucker for a ballad myself and such. So uh, I totally I totally get that. And um, uh, you know, speaking actually of Springsteen, you know, I, as I'm sure you know, him and Obama have a podcast going on. And when it comes to you, are yes. you a podcast fan yourself? Have you gone into the podcast realm, or is it just something that's you know, you're not interested in. Uh, yeah, no, I, I think that's amazing what uh, Bruce and, 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 and Obama are doing. Um, the, you know, living here in the in the in, this, in the U.S., uh, um, we have access to NPR, which is very much uh, like a podcast on your on your radio. So, I get a lot of my uh, news and stories through NPR, is very much so. And then when it comes to uh, podcasts over the internet, uh, um, I, I mostly subscribe to music-related and songwriting uh, podcasts. Um, there's, I'll, I'll give a shout out. There's a community called Songtown based out of Nashville, and uh, the founders of that um, are multiple number one hit songwriters, Marty Dodson and Clay. Um, Clay. <laughs> Clay. Um, Marty Dodson and Clay. Blanking on Clay's last name. But anyways, they do a fabulous podcast called Hmm, fantastic. I'll definitely have to check that out now. You know, thanks for the, thanks for the recommendation. I'll have to, definitely have to check that yeah. one out. And, uh, as, you know, we, when we talked, of course, you know, podcasts and everything else and your, your, your great work that you do as a singer songwriter. And aside from music, what brings you joy in life? Well, um, like many parents, my kids have brought me immense joy. Um, no doubt about that. I'm sorry. They have to be first. But uh, I also played a lot of sports in my life. Um, basketball was actually my uh, first love, mm. along with music. And um, there's a song on the record called I Get It Now, which I wrote for my basketball coach, um, who was a real father figure and um, passed away just shortly before I released the song. Um, but such a beautiful man. And so basketball. Um, and and uh, there's another sport called Ultimate Frisbee, which I've played uh, competitively for many years before retiring. <laughs> wow. But uh, sports gives, gives me a lot of pleasure as well, actually. Oh, well, great. I mean, uh, and I think that's fantastic. And, and you know, you having a passion for basketball, do you follow the NBA? Have you followed the recent uh, college championships and all that kind of stuff? Uh, it, it, my passion is more for playing than watching. Uh, okay. It's like I'd almost, always rather play than, than watch. But, of course, you know, being in here in the San Francisco Bay Area, the Golden State Warriors are now my team. <laughs> and amazing stuff. An amazing player to watch. Mm, oh, yeah. Well, it's, a, it's definitely a, a great, great team for sure. Um, and, uh, and being a, a, a Canadian, do you, have you followed hockey at all? Here I'm going to surprise you. I'm not much of a hockey fan. Oh. I, mean, I, I like watching it. But, but you know, I, I was, I'm one of the rare Canadians you will meet who won't be a raving hockey fan. I, I appreciate the sport, but I don't know much about it. 
<laughs> well, that's totally, totally fine. I guess <laughs> I, 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 I don't forget. I, I come from Vancouver, which is like the, one of the longest-running teams that's never won a Stanley Cup ever. <laughs> I, I was going to say, you know, you, you come from the, the the home of the Canucks, so you know, I, I figured that might maybe that might have uh, you know trickled into your interest. And well, I guess that makes me kind of the the odd man out here because being Italian, I'm a huge hockey fan myself, big Montreal Canadiens fan, mind you, which is very strange, but that's just me. And, yes. Um, but yeah. Well, the Habs are a great team. <laughs> they, they are. Hopefully, we, we, we will do better. I mean, this season has not been particularly kind to us. Hopefully, next season will be better. But, uh, you know, I guess one just has to hope for the best. And, um, and outside of that, you know, now 2022, obviously, we're a couple of months now into this new year. Uh, what is in, bubbling in the cauldron now for 2022? And what are your fans to uh, look out for when it comes to you in this year? First of all, the, the album just came out uh, um, at the beginning of uh, March, mm-hmm. and so there's going to be a, a lot of promotion and, and, and work around that. Uh, looking forward to doing some festivals this summer. Um, we're also working on a video, just shot a video uh, for I Choose Love, uh, actually, uh, the song that we're going to hear next, I suppose. Mm-hmm. That's going to be coming out in a few weeks. Um, and also writing. Just had a, uh, I'm, I'm really pumped up because a song I was working on last night, I finished it this morning. Beautiful song, I love it. I think it's going to be one of the ones that makes it to the next record. I'm, and I'm writing a lot of a lot, a lot of songs, and we'll choose twelve or so to put on the next record. Go into the studio in about December. Um, so, yeah, that's the plan. Um, Awesome. Well, then there's definitely a lot of great stuff to look forward to. And I guess, and it sounds like you're quite the prolific uh, songwriter indeed, you know, seeing as you're now already working on the next album. So uh, kudos to you for that indeed. And for those who do want to keep up with you and everything you have going on, where can we send these folks to? Well, certainly my website would be a great place to go. It's brockdavismusic.com. So brockdavismusic.com, and from there you can connect with me on, on Facebook or Instagram or wherever you like to connect with folks. Uh, so, yeah, give me a visit. Love to hear from you. Fantastic. Well, uh, folks, you definitely know where to go if you want to, of course, keep up with the amazing Brock Davis and everything he has going on. And speaking of wonderful things, Brock, we're going to be going into the song that you just did mention, which we'll be soon getting a video for, which is I Choose Love. And when it comes to this song, any particular stories or anecdotes behind it? Yeah. Um, well, as you'll hear, the song is about going through a divorce. Mm-hmm. And um, going through a divorce can be very hard. This is a personal song. And um, and I was I came across a quote from Martin Luther King, Jr. And it, the quote was something, off the top of my head, it was something like, um, I've decided to stick to love hate is too great a burden to bear mm. something like that um, and of course he was talking about you know um, racial injustice and very big things but it, as I read that quote I thought wow that applies perfectly to a divorce hate is just too big a burden to bear and so that turned into the chorus to I Choose Love um, and the rest of it's autobiographical Fantastic. Well, we're going to this very, very deep and beautiful song. This will be, of course, Brock Davis and I Choose Love. Brock, I want to once again thank you so, so much for the time. I truly appreciated it. And, of course, I want to wish you continued success with your career and all the very best for 2022. 
Thank you, Nick. I wish the same to you. Thanks for the time. Thank you. One more people where you heard it from, Brock Davis. Be sure to check him out if you've yet to do so. He is definitely worth your time. He has an awesome new album out there, a song waiting to be sung. Be sure to pick that up. Here's another great song from it. This will be I Choose Love. You are tuned into the Whiskey and Cigarettes show with your Italian DJ Nick. We'll be right back after this. I never thought this is where we'd end up Two strangers passing on the courthouse steps Those papers in the briefcase tell A story of our lives But it's not how I'll remember us And the choices we make make us what we are today Every step that we take takes us farther away We can give in to hate, but it's a steep price to pay So I choose love And the sign on the lawn Says it's old and it's gone As around the bend It disappears from my rear view And I don't know Where this heartache goes Or what comes next And I confess I'm just as scared as you Choices we make make us what we are today. Every step that we take takes us farther away. We can give in to hate, but it's a steep price to pay. So I choose Choose love 